Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Cronenberg, zipping through <laughs> Toronto, scaring people real bad. Cronenberg. Hey Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers. The magic of Cronenberg. They're corpses you bring in uh, as closers in the bottom of the ninth to win the game for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Doctor, I think there's something wrong with you. Patients are getting strange. What are they? For working on mutant women. From David Cronenberg, who in The Fly made the fantastic real. Radical technology was required. Something radical is definitely required. Now, David Cronenberg makes reality the ultimate fantasy. Dead ringers. I don't know, Dave. You know, like ringers. I was, t- I was <laughs> no, taking I it literally. It. I got literally. it. Literally, I don't ringers, know sports. Ringers whom start dead. Dead ringers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why is this called? Dead ringers because they look exactly alike, Dave. Oh fuck's sake! Yeah, you're right. They should imagine a world where David Cronenberg was Walt Disney, and you could go to Florida and go on a dead ringers ride. That's oh, the world man. I want. What joy! What joy! Uh, it's what would it be like? A hmm. Uh, I think it would be like like the Peter Pan ride or Mr. Toad's, where it just tells the story. Yeah, you'd be like, like on a what would be your what would be your vehicle? It'd probably be one of the you'd, you'd put your feet up in stirrups. a uterus. Yeah, it'd be or oh yeah, you'd, you'd have put stirrups. your feet up in stirrups. You'd just be in an OBGYN exam chair, and you'd be zipping yeah. around um, like like the Peter Pan ride, just looking at animatronics tell the events of David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg's 1989 <laughs> film Dead Ringers. Uh, yeah. So I think it's 89. 80. It feels like 89. Um, it was 88 or 89. Uh, big thank you to Stephen. Stephen, thank you. Who decided to have us watch this Cronenberg film, which I had not watched. This is, this is uh, so one of thank my, you, Stephen. yeah, this is one of the, one of my films that's been on my list for years and years. So yeah, gen- oh, okay, genuine yeah. thank you for finally giving me no more excuses to avoid watching this movie. 88, Absolutely. it looks like 88. So yeah, because l- let me tell you, Tom, a Cronenberg film about Jeremy Irons as a gynecologist as is twin not... gynecologist, yeah. Dave. Identical is... twin gynecologists. <laughs> that is a bleak offer. Like, that is just... a bitter pill to swallow, which is why it's the same it's the same reason I haven't seen Room yet. It's like every right. time it's on my list, just like Dead Ringer's been on my list for years now. Uh, but every time I'm like sitting down with two two free hours and I'm looking at it, I'm like I don't know if I can take this right now. Right. Like, I Why feel like I, I have to spend a day sad? preparing. <laughs> and, and I will say that it's not, it is not 
intense in the way that I expected it to be. Same. But it was still intense and made me very sad. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the first thing I wanted to talk about is, first first of all, how what much of a nightmare would it be to be a woman and you walk into the gynecologist and, and it's, it's Jeremy Irons? And it's fucking 19, <laughs> 1988 yeah. Jeremy Irons, like 32-year-old Jeremy Irons with his, like, with his, his sex lizard hair. Yeah. It's, Jeremy Irons was fucking back then. I mean, he's probably he fucking now. Probably right this second. But, like, this is, like, Jeremy Irons, like, peak fuck years for Jeremy yeah. Irons. He's like, with his, with his Gordon Gecko hair and his pinky ring. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would my, leave. You would leave. You You'd would be leave. like, you would I need to find another doctor. Yeah. And to extend, for people who don't know the plot, to extend this plot by by making you feel like really like oh fuck it's jeremy irons as a gynecologist who gets a pill addiction and becomes convinced that women uh their anatomy they're becoming mutants and creates specialized david cronenberg uh instruments to do god knows what to these women right yes and like it's i don't know about you but i was just sitting there white knuckling it like uh man be cool man be cool no, and let up, me tell you i looked up the parental guide i, I cheated okay. a, i cheated a little bit because when he brings his diagrams for his new instruments to do exams on mutant women is what he says i yeah. pressed pause and i was like let me look at the parental guide for this yeah 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 absolutely yeah it was a white knuckle experience otherwise yeah it really was and like, I'm, how fucking loud is this movie gonna get right and in terms of like the a trigger warning surprisingly nothing no, no. women no women get really harmed like there's, there's not... one part where he's giving an uncomfortable like a painful exam to a woman yeah. using a tool that he's not supposed to right he's using uh, a dis- and he's basically it. using a display speculum essentially yeah and the uh, woman, the woman is like, that kind of hurts, and he freaks out, and that's like the extent of it. That's as bad right. as it gets. And so I think that's important to note is that yeah. besides that scene, it really seems like it's women more, are going to be harmed right. in the making of this film, and it's not actually about that. And I no. think Cronenberg knew that. Like I think Cronenberg, he must have known right away to cast Jeremy Irons as a gynecologist as an OBGYN. It's just like, yeah, of course that's uncomfortable for yeah. everyone. Like this that's is, a terrifying process. This is what what era is this? This is Dangerous Liaison's era, right? Or wait, was that mm-hmm. him or is I get that I don't fuck. know. Is that is that Actually. Irons or is that Malkovich? Mm. I know Malkovich is in that. So Shit. Okay, so which if one, it's am one I or the other of? Damn, I don't I'm know, trying man. to think it he had done I don't know. Anyway, this is this is uh, this this is like yeah. This is when he's pure uh, just sex lizard era. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, and also and David Cronenberg is aware of who he himself is. Like Cronenberg is aware of his reputation. Certainly, in, in 1988, he's already made Videodrome. He's already made The Fly. Uh, he's already made um, what's that called? Rabid. Uh, he's right. already made scanners. He knows that when people go to see his movie, they're in the back of their, not even in the back of their mind. Like they know it's a distinct possibility. Some incredibly fucked up shit is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the beginning credits are the most Cronenberg credits ever. It, they're, uh, they're just like chilling. anatomy drawings. Yeah. And it's just anatomy illustra- illustrations of anatomy and instruments. Right. Here's here. And so here's the surprising thing is along with like what we're saying about the level of violence and harm, it's not that grotesque of a movie either. It's mostly a drama. No. 
It's a, it's like a psychological drama. Yeah. It's actually, it feels like his least gross movie, uh, it, it, which there's a couple of moments where it's like, oh, that's very Cronenberg of you. Uh, but it's generally just Jeremy Irons acting his heart out as these twin brothers. He's really uh, good. He's so good. He's that so good in it. They do a thing where they have he, the two brothers are named Beverly and Elliot and true to the convention of their naming um Elliot is like basically Elliot's the dad and Beverly's the mom basically Elliot is kind of the the, the asshole and Beverly's the sensitive one right. um and they have Elliot wear a pinky ring so that there's like a physical way to tell them apart but it's really not even necessary like I didn't even notice it until halfway through the film because the way he plays the two brothers is so distinctly different that you know within 10 seconds which brother it is absolutely um, like of they course, do yeah okay, they dress sorry. slightly different um but they dress their hair different. is the same yeah it really does come down to the fact that jeremy irons is playing two distinct characters it starts to blur a little bit toward the end and that is extremely intentional but yeah. uh you're still like it still doesn't take you very long to tell them apart and it's just a testament to how fucking good he is in this movie he's very good He's very good. I would argue that it starts to blur, or it blurs at the beginning too, as you're getting used to it. Yep. And that is also, yep. I, I don't know if it's intentional or, or rather they're aware of that fact because it's like, that's just how it's going mm -hmm. uh, yeah, to be. I think toward to, the end, it's definitely, it has to be intentional. Oh, absolutely. I guess I'm saying is that at the beginning, it's more like natural. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, he's playing twins. It's hard at first. And then you figure out the differences. Uh, I don't, I guess I just don't know if it's intentional at the beginning or if it's just, you know, uh, twin, twin stuff. Yeah. Uh, twin but, shit. It, but there's definitely the, yeah, I got to a point in the movie where I didn't, I wasn't confused at all ever. Uh, it starts with them as little boys talking about, you know, what little boys talk about, which is that we internalize the water when we give birth as opposed to sea creatures who lay eggs in water. And that's why we have sex. Uh, and they're they're just the creepiest children is the point they are they're real strange they're real strange yeah yeah and they uh, yeah and they become they become doctors together and they have and it basically starts with this concept where they're like successful doctors one of them is kind of the brains and the other one is like the presentation side yeah uh, and beverly so, is is very much the one he's the the smarter one and Elliot's yeah. Elliot's like he's still he's like the face of their operation he still like right. knows his shit but Beverly is like the real bookworm guy and he's the real right. sensitive guy he's real kind of socially awkward yeah as as he words it later which I wrote down he's the one who slaves over the hot snatches <laughs> <laughs> it's like what a line what an what, incredible what, line what, an, what a scene <laughs> What, yeah, a what a scene it's it's jeremy irons trying to quietly usher a drunk jeremy irons off of the yep. stage at a huge uh, uh at a speech during like a huge gala in jeremy irons honor yeah, uh, so, yeah and jeremy so irons arguing with jeremy irons not to make a scene at a party for jeremy <laughs> irons fucking wild <laughs> so like at the at the start they're kind of doing a re it's like a reverse prestige where they are we seeing it from their perspective they often apparently pretend to be the same person or switch off they switch off yeah yeah because 
and it's almost the same it's it really encapsulates their relationship where one of them is the sensitive guy and the other one is like the fuck dragon and so yeah. like they're like dating the same woman and certainly not telling her no uh, and we we definitely get the sense that this is a thing as a thing they do yeah uh, there's a conversation they have later where elliot's like listen if it wasn't for me you would still be a virgin like i'm the only reason you have any interaction right. with other human beings aside from just me so uh right yeah so and, and yeah. it's yeah it's an actress that they they met in the office by telling her she can't have kids and then they really hit it off and this is i guess important she has three uh she, cervixes like three cervix heads i think is the way they describe it the, yeah it's i don't know and we're probably that that i don't even know if, if what we're saying is medically accurate but the point is, yeah. is is she has a type of very rare anomaly where she can't bear children right um but like beverly becomes a little like i think he's at first he's del i think it's beverly where he's a little like obsessed with just the fact that she has this unique thing um, right like it, like it interests him as a medical curiosity yeah as he says they should make beauty contests for the insides of people yeah to which if someone says that you call the police mm -hmm. uh but I get I get it in the sense that he's yeah he's medically fascinated by the human body and it's like sure man that's I guess that's that's all right um, they're so yeah they're 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 doing they're doing their little Miles and Fraser act like they're just fancy brothers uh, you know fucking their way they are around very fancy town. I love that Elliot loves to watch lifestyles of the rich and famous of course yeah <laughs> that was that was great um i mean it informs his character like like we say he's the showman he's all he's the the front facing part of their like they're like very famous not just for being twin brothers who are accomplished doctors and have their own practice but they developed this like revolutionary piece of equipment right they're famous in the medical field for yes, sure yeah yeah and they're really we rich did, we didn't mention that already did we fuck i don't think we did and then i don't know if we mentioned that the the, listen, the lady I, listen i finished watching this movie and was thrown clear so yeah <laughs> i'm still absolutely. collecting my thoughts absolutely yeah god damn uh the the lady is a um a, a german uh, actress i believe an actress she's working on a miniseries that seems awesome from the right like she's <laughs> reading like the, the, lines. the lines we hear him read are she's handcuffed to some other dude while there's like a computer code that needs to be entered to stop a bomb i'm like i want to watch yeah. this miniseries yeah this sounds great and when we see when there's a scene later where elliot goes to visit her and she's getting her makeup done and it's it's clearly like action movie makeup it's because it's like bruises and cuts and stuff i'm like i want to watch this movie. yeah whatever it is is awesome <laughs> Uh, so what's his name? Beverly. Um, Beverly. Yeah, he's the the sensitive he, brother. Yeah, he basically falls in love with this woman. They yeah. they grow a relationship, but she, uh, to her credit, almost instantly, like you think, okay, I know what this is gonna be, uh, but she immediately she, is just she like figures it out immediately. Yeah, you guys are both fucking me, aren't you? Like she sits them down at dinner. She learns he has a twin, and immediately is like, yeah. "Oh, like seventeen fuck. alarm bells start ringing in her head." Because because yeah. they have a conversation. Basically, what happens is Elliot goes to see her after she comes to the office uh, for for drinks that night, and they end up having sex. And then the next day, she wants to see him again, but she still thinks it's Beverly. So Elliot's like, "Well, basically, I warmed her up for her, so you 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 get in there." And Beverly starts to like her. And as they keep seeing each other, um, 
she mentions to him that she thinks he he might be schizophrenic and she's uh, she's got it wrong uh but because she's like you seem like two different people right (laughs) so as soon as she learns that he has a twin brother that he didn't tell her about she's like oh you've both been fucking me (laughs) yeah (laughs) she figures it out so fast yeah (laughs) oh yeah is she and and i guess she would yeah like you yeah uh and so she fucks right off (laughs) Mm-hmm. she's like no none of this after she uh, called after she calls jeremy irons uh he, she calls elliot dracula yeah which is which great. the most appropriate thing that's ever been said about jeremy irons <laughs> absolutely uh and so like there's a little bit of rock bond that's where i think he gets drunk at the at the gala that's where he and, gets like, drunk at the gala yeah and she eventually takes him back because she clearly likes him as well right, she's still not a- in a great place she's no, not happy she, she's she's wounded herself because she's devastated by the revelation that she can't have children and we learn like it's right. been a huge issue for her she has this reputation as an actress for being promiscuous and then we learn it has to do with her the way she feels about not being able to bear children she was just like i just you know she wants children so bad um, so they, they have this connection in terms of they both feel like Beverly doesn't feel like a complete, like he's very lonely and doesn't feel like a complete person. So it's like they're, it's like they're codependent in terms of their trauma, I think, but yeah. they, they have, they have an attraction that's based on trauma. Yeah. The, the movie is doing a good job with the, dis- like these bad decisions being made Yeah, uh, at like making yeah they're very flawed people they're yeah they're they're kind of broken people in a lot they're of ways extremely, uh, yeah specifically beverly because beverly we learn i think one of the points of the movie the, one of the big ideas of the movie is they bring up the famed conjoined twins chang and ang a lot um it's like a recurring theme yeah. in the film and i think one of the ideas of the movie is that beverly and elliot are conjoined just not physically and like beverly is completely dependent on elliot and in in a lot of in a lot of subtler ways elliot is dependent on beverly it's just more obvious yeah Um, he has a very cronenberg dream where he wakes up conjoined to yeah his twin and then the the what's the lady's name i keep forgetting her name claire Claire and then Claire bites Claire them bites them apart. Yeah, it's it's and it's one of those where he has the dream and he wakes up and it's one of those like, oh gee, I wonder what that meant. It's like no, like there's no question what that meant. Kind of moment. Yeah, it's like that is a very direct dream. I just that had is, that is an unsubtle metaphor, and uh, that's yeah, and that actually sparks. She gives him a pill. Yeah, she's to, she's sort of uh, a functioning addict like she's on she's on a lot of different medications but she she kind of very um pithily describes it as an occupational hazard later on it's just like she's she's aware she has a problem but she's kind of managing it at least for the time being beverly has never taken drugs before in his life no Uh, so he really (laughs) he jumps right in the deep he jumps right in the deep end because yeah. he's a doctor who can write himself prescriptions. Yeah, that's the life right there. Um, and so she goes off to film a movie, right? Yeah. And Jerem and 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 Beverly spirals. Uh, basically, yeah. this vicious pill addiction. He calls he her. He just real quick. He can't exist without somebody else. So like his attraction to chloe i mean chloe claire his attraction to claire in is sort of like him separating from elliot but then 
Claire has to separate from him and he can't he cannot exist by himself because he's only yes. ever lived with Elliot taking care of things for him and kind of living as half Elliot's a, appendage. Half of her life. Yeah, as Elliot's appendage, quite literally. So like, yeah. They both are because again, yeah. he does all the brain. So he so basically Elliot depends on him for his career and that's yes. very clear when he spirals. Elliot's like uh, someone says to him like well, you can you can keep going. He's the one who spiraled, and he's like, "No, I can't," because it's basically like, yeah, they they both of them together form one super person essentially. Yeah, who are is able to do that idea of like them having a, a relationship with the same woman is the same as their career, which is like, yeah, they both they need each other to to complete their image mm-hmm. of what people think they are. It's uh, like the classic Star Trek episode, the uh the I think it's the enemy within. It's the one where you see Dave Kirk's good and evil sides get split by the transporter. Uh but that happened to Riker too. They're dying separately. They have to be joined cuz the purely good side can't exist without the purely bad side and and vice right. versa. They have to exist in harmony. Um it so is yeah, just it's like a lot that. like that. It's a lot like the Star Trek episode. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. David Cronenberg walks on screen at the end of the film and is like, this is mm-hmm. a lot like my favorite Star Trek episode. Right, right. Yeah, the one with Kirk does surgical bondage fucking. Yes. Uh, that's the thing that happens in this. And it's less terrifying than it sounds. It's just bondage sex, but with like surgical rubbers as the ties, basically. Yeah, ru- rubber, and, like rubber surgical clamps. Clamps. Clamps and tubes, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you use what you have around yeah. the house um it's, it's one of those images that like is immediately terrifying and then you settle into it after a couple of seconds like, oh okay there's exactly nothing, there's nothing sharp in there all right, right. <laughs> it's much like looking at jeremy irons it's immediately terrifying and then you get used to and it then you get used to it <laughs> yeah uh yeah exactly it's very crony like, oh my god it's a sex dragon and then after a little bit you're just like ah oh, it's all right this you know it's me hanging out with this yeah, sex dragon yeah <laughs> um fuck this film um and so he spirals he thinks she's cheating on him and calls and like her assistant picks up and it's a male voice and she says he says i want you to know that you're fucking a mutant he Um, says some wild shit to this man yeah and the assistant is amused at (laughs) first (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) when he starts he he really says some wild shit to this guy uh it's 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 clinical but it's like also not so yeah yes it's a it's a unique kind of terrifying i mean that's why it's terrifying is because you're hearing a voice of someone who knows like anatomy but is also then concluding you're fucking a mutant. And yeah. so it's like, it's he's, unhinged. But he's, like, also, he's also <laughs> weeping and slurring his words yes. as he tells you this. It's unhinged and academic. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, like if you get, if a serial killer is like using military lingo and you're like, shit, this person knows how to use guns. Yeah. Like it's that same combination where it's like, this is unhinged and educated. This and is the dark side of scarier. knowledge, Dave. Yeah um humans shouldn't know things (laughs) he's doing desk heroin or he's injecting something it's heroin at this point like i think he mentions elliot mentions later some dilaudid like he's just injecting himself at his desk at work he is diving into rock bottom yeah everybody quits or is like the receptionist quits he um so he goes to an artist and he explains i need god he phrases it uh 
uh, gynecological equipment for mutant women. Yes. And the artist is like, well, that's a great art piece. <laughs> yeah. That's he's a great like, idea. Oh, that sounds dope. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. no, what is that's not an art piece. There's a things I need for my practice. Right. And the and guy enjoy... still builds them for him. I, I enjoy that relationship because that is very much an artist right which you an artist would be he's like do you want to build this and the artist is like yeah absolutely i do yeah it looks pretty sweet <laughs> yeah i'm a freaky artist yeah, it's, it's like, like in, it's like the it's guy like that made seven the f- i was just about yeah. to say that the guy that made the fucking assassin strap on in seven right like, no, yeah, like, why I'll build did you that. make this and why would like, you build that <laughs> yeah because it's my job man this is the shit i make it's fine uh i think you know like it's it's that sort of thing you make that and you're like i don't know maybe like the the guy's a member of rammstein you know like i don't know it's true he could be a guar roadie yeah exactly these are my instruments (laughs) so they he he he, this is the part where it's like oh shit he they're doing in a a procedure on a woman i don't it's just some lady i don't know who yeah it's it's Um, i don't think it's a character we're supposed to know and he he brings out his new instruments like all right guys (laughs) here i got some stuff and it's immediately like everybody else is like um (laughs) what is and this and he's clearly out of his mind yeah and there's it's a moment moments before he was almost passed out at his desk with a needle in his arm yeah. so he is he is staggering into the operating theater and the he operating theater doctor. yeah the operating theater looks like a satanic church right it does they wear these like red it actually looks like star trek when they do in at least in tng they wear these weird like red cloaks in star trek to make the medical stuff look futuristic and this is the same it's like these red but they look like, like full body cloaks they look, they look like vestments though because yeah, they, they, they put they put a, a coverall on him and then they lay a vestment on his shoulder so it's like right. there's i i've i definitely think we're meant to make a religious connection yeah it's a very cronenberg thing to do yeah uh and luckily he is almost immediately taken oh, they, out of the yeah, room the, thank god this is like one of the only times where like the other people in the room in a movie have been competent you know how how rare that is where you're like you're always like why would the other people in this room let him get away with that and in this movie thank thank fucking christ there's like five other doctors in the operating room with them and they're like he needs to get the fuck out of here (laughs) like a scene before this i wrote almost in a cynical way i was just like like ah movie logic so he's not gonna lose his license then and oh he then loses scene his after this, yeah <laughs> scene after this they're like yeah you can't be a doctor anymore it's like oh okay thank god <laughs> yeah he yeah, comes the movie, into the, the operating skip a beat. he staggers into the operating theater probably with vomit on his clothes like for the last yeah. half of the movie beverly has vomit on his clothes in some way like he, he is so I love <laughs> his rock bottom because it's it's still fancy as Jeremy Irons. I love that at rock bottom, he's still wearing nice sweaters, yeah. but he's like covered in shit. Yeah. Also, one of the best vomits of a movie, as far as I'm concerned, this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit. But when he's stumbling down the street and leans into a tree yeah. and then just like it goes, and like, this is like <laughs> right. very unprojectile vomit of like this baby spew vomit into the fucking tree. Yep. Again, this is J- Jerry Irons killing it. He is incredible in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, 
It's vomit-soaked Jeremy Irons staggering into an operating theater. Give me my right. instruments. I love because after oh, no. they're like, yeah, they don't, I think it's, they, they don't like pull his license. They're just like, you're under review. You're uh, where the police are involved. Like he's, he's they, essentially lost his license. They basically say, Elliot tries to cover for, he goes to the medical board posing as Beverly. But when he gets right. back. He's like, I don't think Beverly's like out of his mind at this point. Elliot's like, I don't right. think they fell for it. I think they knew it was me. Um, they're not taking away our license, but we cannot practice anymore. <laughs> yeah. He says something like, I've been working a lot lately. I'm overworked. <laughs> and it's like, so that explains the HR Giger equipment yeah. then? <laughs> These fucking extraterrestrial torture yeah. devices you brought into an operating theater? Yeah. Imagine David Cronenberg designed gynecology like yeah, equipment just, like that's what it is that's, that's what it is exactly what you're picturing that's what it is david cronenberg who is to my as far as i know does not have any medical training yeah. so just cronenberg waking up and drawing pictures of medical devices f- based on a dream he just had that's what right. these things look like yeah so at this point like one the of office... them just looks like a silver turd on a stick it does. I don't like know a, what that thing is for. I don't know. I don't want to know. I yes, never want to know. I never want to know what he, what purpose he imagined for that instrument. All right. So he briefly, so uh, his brother, he tries to help him like kick, but this is where things get weird is his brother starts taking drugs too. Yes. To like, that's the, psh- it's the conjoined idea. It's the idea yeah, to, that like, synchronize himself. That's it. Yeah. It's exactly what he says. It's like Elliot is also not a whole person. So he thinks the only way he can help his brother kick is if he also, if his is, if he also gets himself hooked on drugs and then they right. can kick together. So he is yeah. destroying his own life to match back up with his brothers so that they can be in sync again. It's amazing. It's the same technique of if you see someone like at the bottom of a pool be, you, what you do is you exhale all your breath and then get in the bottom of the pool with them. And mm-hmm. then that'll, that'll, that'll work out. Well, then you like, can lift him back doing. out. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you like, sink yourself, just... Dave. So that way you can grab him and drag him out. Exactly. Yeah. So he, he basically just develops a vicious drug addiction as well. But um, in like a record time, it's like yeah. in that, it's like in that Seinfeld like episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where Kramer it smokes is... like a hundred cartons of cigarettes in like a month. Right. Yeah, he's it's 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 someone trying to hit rock bottom. Yeah, uh, so he's not he's not taking any detours. He's just directly it's pointed like, at rock bottom. It's like the it's like the Great American Toy Run of heroin addiction. Like he's trying to get completely hopelessly addicted to heroin in as quick a time as possible. Right. Um. Uh. Briefly, uh, Beverly leaves to um see Claire again. Um, and it, he like spends a night with her and it's just, he's just a a mess. He's horribly addicted. Um, and so that's kind of the last he sees her. Yeah. Um, the office is now, they're like living in the office and it's like, just it's fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Like it's that, it's the hotel room from that. It is madness. Yeah. And they are living their best life, eating cake and doing heroin. I do like when he's cake with their fists. Yeah, I love when he's just like, "You want some cake?" And he's like, "Ooh, yes." And it was like like, cake and some orange pop. Yep, two drugged out Jeremy Irons eating cake together, and it was like this is this is delightful. And then he starts weeping because there's no ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So it's not going Jeremy great. Jeremy Irons eating cake with his fist and crying because there's no ice cream. Right. And so their plan is to uh, detox on Monday. Um, <laughs> apparently, they didn't consult anybody about how to detox because uh, they're just going to like go cold turkey, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, no, don't do that. Uh, and so, but before that, they get a great idea. <laughs> Fantastic idea, which is that one of them is going to use, they're going to do the, the, the conjoined tri- twins thing and what they're going to uh, separate themselves using the monster equipment. And what that means is basically that uh, Beverly performs uh, surgery on Elliot. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and kills him. Yeah. And and he like shoots him up with heroin. It's voluntary. Like they're both like, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just out of their minds. Yeah. Um. He, Beverly wakes up the next day and like is like, oh shit, that was a night. Like, uh, you know, didn't uh, he's he's kind of snaps out of it because uh, he's sober in that moment. Uh, he goes out. He calls Claire one more time. Hears her voice. Goes back home and just dies with his brother of, I believe, withdrawal. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the movie ends. And the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. His brother who's held, like, and that's what we mean about, like, the surgical equipment is when you see it, you're like, oh, I don't like that that's in this movie. And then when it gets actually used, it's not for the thing you assumed it would. And it's like, you're kind of thankful, but also it's still a wicked bummer yeah it's also mostly off screen which is another thing that's yeah you just kind of see you you see him kind of you don't even really see it you see like the motion of him sticking his brother with a surgical instrument and you see some blood and then you just see like his dead body in the background the following morning yeah with his chest cavity uh splayed open wide open yeah and i think that's like because you know i think that's like a womb reference and you know like when Mm -hmm. the last shot of the movie is 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 elliot's dead and he's got like a blanket covering him but uh beverly's curled up in his dead brother's lap like a child well you know what it looks like yeah uh the first thing in the beginning credits which is two kids in a womb yeah they're in the womb together Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's we never even asked each other how we liked this movie (laughs) it's true we didn't we just went right past that yeah Uh, i mean i liked it it's real good it's i I liked it it's real good i'm probably never gonna watch it again yeah it's it (laughs) occupies that rec room for a dream space where it's like god damn (laughs) i'm glad i watched it i want to never forget it but i I also never want to see it yeah Yeah, how, how could i forget this movie it legitimately gave me because Jeremy Irons, he's not a bad actor. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. I like Scar. Um, I think in real life he seems like kind of a prick, but that's besides the point. Um, and maybe there's more to it than that. But uh, I'm just telling my perception of Jeremy Irons was that like, oh yeah, he's like the villain guy. This kind of brought him to a new level for me. Like I had never really seen Jeremy Irons do a performance like this and it was like oh fuck okay this is why like it's that sort of thing is like like it it reminds me they're not the same people but like i feel like in a decade from now people are going to be scratching their heads like why is jeremy renner a thing because they will not have seen like the hurt locker or the town you know what i mean yeah. yeah where it's like they it's that thing where these actors they have these like amazing performances and then maybe they relax a little yeah and this is that where it's like i can see why 
you do a performance like this and go, okay, I'm not going to go that hard ever again. Well, he wins an Oscar like two years after this. For what? Um, what was that for? Now I got to look that up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm, I guess it's. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not that familiar with the work of Jeremy Irons. That's but, fair. I mean, he's yeah. been in he's been in movies for a long ass time, and like he's kind of. It feels like he's been kicking back. Reversal of Fortune. Okay. Yeah. See, and I'm sure he goes hard in other movies. And he always, you know, he always seemed like a good actor. It was just watching this. I was like, oh, fuck. That, this is a fucking performance. Uh, he's, he's fantastic. Everybody's fantastic. Yeah. I really, I think this is a good film. It was a little slow at first. Um, and like in its core, it's just about like two guys who suck. <laughs> like, I know it's not just about that. It's about but like, you're just, okay. you're watching two guys that you don't particularly like self-destruct. Uh and I know there's more, yeah, again, there's more to it than that, but that's like the surface level, what you're watching. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm depressed. Yeah. It's a real fucking bummer of a movie. Yeah. Um, it's about, I think, you know, there's the, the idea of codependency uh, is pretty prevalent throughout the film. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that is what it's about. Yeah. Like that's firmly what it's about. Addiction, codependency through addiction and through trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think. I mean, and you know, the the uh, with the overall sort of metaphor of conjoined twins, or the idea of, of codependency to the point where you're literally physically joined, um, right? And how that's represented in Cronenberg's mind and in this movie by conjoined twins and that whole idea, like that's and definitely it, what it's about. I think. Yeah, and it makes sense that they're obsessed with the womb. They're yeah. obsessed with reproductive parts of women. Uh, because yeah they they feel like they're always in the womb together essentially Mm -hmm. yeah uh and that's yeah and and so like it's not complex it's it's a very it's like actually a pretty simple story in terms of what it means you know yeah uh it's just told really well Mm -hmm. and uh very effective but yeah my god uh, in a lot of ways, a very tip, very typical for a Cronenberg in at least in my mind, like yeah. what a Cronenberg movie is, and then also very much not. Yes, because again, it it doesn't. Cronenberg tends, at least the films I've seen, tend to be more playful. Like they tend to be more like grotesque, but based off of at least the plot itself, based off something a little more like <sighs> sci-fi, you know, uh, or like. It's it's more real. It feels like very real for Cronenberg. He tends to make more genre films. As I yeah, f- I feel like maybe that's what you're getting at. Yeah, this is just a drama. Yeah, like, and that's I think what it is is that it's like it's there's no fantasy element. It's this just, would be it would be like Wes Craven suddenly making a movie like Jacob's Ladder, or you know Red Eye or Red Eye. Sure. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's, Where it's like somebody who has a reputation for being in a very specific genre, and then they do this thing that's more, not meditative, but more, um, like you said, more real, a little more dreamlike, too. Yeah. There's like a little a little bit of surreal uh, elements to it. Not that Cronenberg's films don't have some surrealism in it, but... Oh, yeah. But this is, this is grounded. Like, this yeah. is just a story... That there's no sci-fi element. There's no fantasy element. No, uh, not really. It's labeled as a horror, by the way, but it's really a drama uh, more than it is a horror, I'd say. Yeah, I could it, see calling it a psychological horror film, but even then, yeah. it's more like of a psychological drama because it is just you're watching 
two guys spiral. You're watching the downfall right. of two guys, which you could argue is a horror film. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like that's the thing is the 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 genre horror. People don't think about this, but it's like you can make a horror film that doesn't involve a guy in a mask or a ghost, where it's just like a psychological horror, where it's like this is a horrifying scenario. Uh, and that's kind of what this is. And yeah. it's not like, oh, we're trapped in the well or any, it's not, it's, it's just, w- we're fucking trapped in our own codependency. <laughs> yeah. And, and we spin, it's two people spiraling because of that. And good God. It's un, it's unsettling. It's like, yeah. it's like someone, it's like someone who's, it's like looking at somebody whose smile is just a little too wide. Yeah. It's, there's, there's like a subtle uh, disquieting feeling throughout the entire movie. And part of it is certainly part of it is white knuckling your way through it because, you know, this is a David Cronenberg film about gynecologists. So you're like, Jesus Christ, what am I going to see? Yeah. Um, but even then, like even when you don't actually see anything that's outrageous or grotesque or anything like that, it's still like just a, 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 a like somebody turned like the simmer on on the uh, disturbing knob and just left it at a simmer for the entire movie yeah all right here, i'm gonna make a weird analogy it's like if you watched the new jackass film and knoxville got all ready to do a stunt and then the stunt was that he like ruined his relationship with his mom and you're like well that's not the stunt i expected and now i feel bad yeah Where it's like i expected something more like grotesque in, in still a disturbing way and then it was like oh you went after like my soul <laughs> like you went, yeah. you you just you oh, decided you, to make me feel sad cronenberg you, you, you stabbed son me of a in the heart yeah <laughs> like what the fuck man i didn't expect that yeah uh it, it's it's very good um like yeah. i do think i like this film oh 100%. i just yeah, it's definitely, I'm going to go over, I'm going to put it on the shelf next to Boys Don't Cry and Rec Room for a Dream. Yeah. Like you stay you stay right there on that shelf. I always know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I watched you. Never want to see you again. That's like most Aronofsky movies for me. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. On the shelf next to Rec Room for a Dream. Yeah. yeah. The Wrestler. Nah, man. Black Swan. <laughs> yeah. Now I watch Noah like once a week. Oh, of course. Yeah, you got to watch Noah. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Now, Aronofsky is very much that. Uh, and like, again, it's like, that was good. I feel sad. Yep. So uh, like... <laughs> my soul is depleted now. Yeah, exactly. Like, that cost me something. Yeah. I, c- I can feel it. I paid a price for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it? I'm not and sure it w- yet. It wasn't just the three ninety nine I spent to rent it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man ted ringers yeah it really it really is good like if you're into films uh see it it's just i it's one of those films like we talked about like room where it's like when are you gonna sit down and watch dead ringers like when 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 are you gonna have a quiet evening and put on dead ringers it's man it is make some dinner make a nice pasta sit with a glass of wine and watch dead ringers put my feet up yeah I watched this on a Saturday morning, Dave. Yeah, I did it to wake up. Sun That's what was I did. Up, kids yeah. were playing, birds were singing, and I'm yep. inside underneath a blanket watching <laughs> Dead Ringers. Um, would it shock oh. you to learn that this is based on a true story, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> is the word based doing a lot of work there? Please yes. tell me it is. 
Yes. Okay, good. But there were two famous identical twin brother gynecologists, um, and they did die together in the apartment they shared. It was a sty, and one of them definitely died of an overdose. I think the other one was, like, unclear. But the the rest of it is is I think the the, the movie is credits a, a book called Twins, which is a fictionalized adaptation of that true story. Oh, he uh, should have called it Twins. He should have called it Twins. <laughs> that what if that's been what confusing? Twins was? What oh. if de- just just do Dead Ringers n- change nothing except have Beverly and Elliot played by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny yes. DeVito? Oh my God! Yes. And nobody it, it's same line, so they would all still be talking about how identical they were and right. Which one would be Elliot? Which one would be Beverly? That's kind of tough, actually. That is kind of tough. I, you know what? I think if, Schwarzenegger is Beverly. I think so. If it's the same dynamic as twins, he's Beverly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the sweetheart. He's the sweetheart, and and Devito's the one trying to run <laughs> a still, run a scam. They still sleep with the same woman who doesn't realize. Who can't tell first. them apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sometimes it's it seems like you're two different people. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I want that movie. I want Dead Ringers with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Holy shit! Now that's a film. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'm glad we landed on that. That's it. Made it all worth it. Yeah. I mean, the movie was already good, but like, oh yes. Hey, I'm glad we steered the discussion into a place of joy. Into a place of joy. I'm glad we could get joy from this. Yeah. Because, man, yeah. that is very good film, but whew. Yeah, it's a, it's a ride. It's a real ride. It's a, it's a, heavy, it's a heavy movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I got nothing else that I want to say about it. Uh, I know they're remaking it as a miniseries. Um, no. Do, you don't need more of it. You don't need it longer. I don't know. Let me, let me look it up. I think the casting was kind of cool, so let me bring that yeah. up. Okay. I mean, that's... Mm. oh that's one thing i want to say is for something that was made in the 80s i know it's not complex but the twin effects are very good yeah they they it feels like there was a budget there because they were clearly doing they're doing like motion control shots like they're not it's not cheesy it's not it's an effect like it's clearly like a sophisticated effect for the time which is wild that it went to making this movie yeah no, the, the the twin effects are very good. It's it's never like the the corny split screen of another classic Star no. Trek episode. Uh, um, shit, now I've forgotten what that's called. You guys know the one where Evil Spock has a goatee. Anyway, yeah, uh, Rachel Weiss is going to be the twins. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> like I remember there yeah, was something I'm... about it where I was like, oh, really? That's great. Yeah, I yeah. want that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's oh man yeah that's I'm, pretty I'm cool into that. yeah it's pretty cool yeah. but yeah this is man what a what a solid performance by by Scar yeah Scar kills it he's killing it man yeah he should be king he should be king yeah absolutely he did the right thing yeah yeah hashtag Scar was right yeah obviously yeah yeah um all right well yeah I got nothing else yeah Stephen thank you so much for this uh thank this you. was this was great. I enjoyed it. Um, this was done through our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, you can commission. We just watched episodes or specialized podcasts, but also for just $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. Mm. Star Trek, the next Futurama and Spielboys. 
Uh, for a little more, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. We watched <laughs> Desperate Measures and Mouse Hunt. Yeah, we did. Last time. So that's a little taste. little taste for you. Yeah. What's your beaks on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah. We also have a store. Head over to GameFlayAndEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out absolutely and watch one for you and your twin brother yeah yeah and uh i don't know do they sell this cronenberg equipment anywhere like as a again his, if his this, instruments i'm sure they do it would be in his in cronenberg world in the gift shops outside yeah. the outside the dead ringers ride cronenberg cronenberg that's what you'd call it yeah that is yeah it was right there <laughs>